Hey guys, we hear this all the time. I want to look luxurious like the other brand or maybe even better. But hey, is it really important for your business right now? I'm Peter, the student marketer, and I'm with Tret for Mr. Goodall. We're dropping our marketing and communication experiences in this episode. Today, we're talking about doing what's the most important for your brand, learning to differentiate yourself from other brands, and why communicating to your customers as a friend creates a lasting relationship. With all that said, let's hang out. All right. Hey, man. So we're talking about business today. We normally don't talk too much about on Hangout Talks, but we're going to talk about business. Because like, you know, like we hear this about with all our families all the time, because our families, you know, being the families that we're in, they're hustlers, friends are hustling. Overall, like how do you brand yourself? How do you build a business? And most importantly, how uncomfortable is it to like having to sell by the same time start a relationship? Lots of big points today. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. And we get this all subjective because it's based on your own experiences. And this is the things we gather from all our guests and based on our own personal experiences too as well. And yeah, let's let's dive into it. Let's dive let's into dive it. Let's in. have some fun. Oh, no, I, I, I love this because, you know, like it, it is kind of like the point of hangout talks. Like this is all of our experiences in a nutshell, it's hanging out. It's friends sharing experiences with each other. That's raw. And we're here to share it with you. But the very first point getting into it, like what Tread said is we're going to talk about brand guys, you know, being a marketer, I'm going to be honest with you for your brand is important. Like, but what is doing, you know, what, like, what are you doing is the most important for your brand? You know, like are you Tread, for example, building like, for example, Mr. Goodall, you have to think a lot about, What's most important first for me building my consulting business? What's most important first, you know? Yeah, no. And coming out of the perspective of, of course, passion comes into it. Absolutely. Passion. There's a behind brand and the hard work that you're building in to your brand. It does show like the work that you put into your brand does show. And what are you trying to get out of your brand and what you're trying to give to people with your brand? And and honestly, there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes that nobody sees, right? They just see kind of the, the end product. And there's a large chance of building your brand that it, you, it does take 24-7. Honestly, it does. Uh, and it, but it doesn't feel like work. No, that's right? very true because I think I hear it from a lot of people. For example, I have a friend that runs a fuss store and he's like, I'm hustling, I'm hustling. But at the very end of the day, He's complaining 24-7 about how his waiters are annoying, the food's annoying, the job's annoying. I want to build another business. I want to build another business. I want to do something else. I want to do something else. That boils down to the question, do you really like it? Like, do you really love what you're doing? Or is it because you're complaining so much about the negative things? It's kind of like reality check there. If you really love something, it should not feel like you're working at all. Like You should be really feeling, oh, I'm coming in. I'm I'm excited. I'm cooking. I'm making new dish. I have an idea for this new dish. It's going to be amazing. It's going to get, grab clients. I'm going to test it out. I'm going to see how people like it. It should be like like that, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree because I think the sense of complaining and looking on the negatives, it does suppress that creativity. And then you can't think about what you want to keep doing and what you want to keep growing. So it turns 
into I let me search for something new because this is getting so bad. Uh, and it feels like they're putting it on themselves of, or what they're thinking is like the bad stuff. Therefore, it's hard to to develop and get into the good stuff. Now you just think constantly thinking about that, and like you said, having fun while doing it. Right, the fun is in the grind. Like, and we say fun is in quotation marks because uh, it's in the grind. It's like the pain of it, and but at the end, it's the impact on others that you do make. No, that's, that's the fun true. part. Yeah, that's very true. Like it, it's really like amazing to get someone tell you like, "Hey, that product or that food, that dish, whatever it is you're selling was amazing." Or like your, for example, our podcast. We feel great when people are like, "Hey, we listened to your podcast. It was really nice. It helped us realize something. Helped us learn something." Like, oh man, that's awesome! Thank you so much. Yeah, and the, the funny thing is, is we. <laughs> We get that in person randomly uh, and shout out to our friends too mm-hmm. and shout out to the, everybody that's listening. Everybody that m- ever made a comment to us and letting us know. The genuine comment that just coming up to us, like, hey, I listened the other day and pretty much told us everything that happened in the episode. Yeah. yeah. And, and it really helps. But, you know, the bigger thing I, I, you know, I remember from this also is, you know, like with our friend JS from Suitably, so Jean-Sebastien, Suitably, I can't pronounce his name to save my life, but um, John sorry, I butchered your yeah, name, yeah, John. Yeah. Going back to his episode about Suitably, so that's a couple episodes back. You can take a look at that. Most important is like he said, like you know, focus on the product first, and everything else is secondary. He didn't even have a showroom when he started making suits. He left his engineering career with his brother. They both hustled. They went in their car, in the rain, in the snow to get to clients. They didn't have a showroom for the longest time. And every single day, they kept grinding, working on that product, feeling that pain of driving through stuff. Yeah, of course, you'll, along the way, there's going to be that negativity. People are going to hate it. But you know, the impact on others, like they, they saw that in the media. They saw that in the news. In the clients, the people that they helped, that really sparked something in them. And they're here today, and they're probably one of the best suitors in north america yeah no like i i still remember the story because he said once they even did have a place they uh you're like oh yeah cool Got, somebody comes in for a, a sizing and they cool here is our fitting room and it's a, a small closet they come <laughs> they walk into a small closet uh but the product they focus on the product the little things as like the the room and everything like that came second to them because they focus on the product and that's what people latched onto, and that's what it continues to sell to this day. Um, of course, yeah. they're competitive. He even said it's a great side, which is a great side because, you know, for me, I've purchased a suit from them, and from my perspective, they do show that they care for the product and the customer. It really shows because they'll message me. They'll be like, "Hey, here's the product like how, like that you chose. How do you like it?" They'll follow you every single way, like take pictures with you, work with you from every little detail continuously. They, he's, we're messaging each other even now. It's like talking about, you know, like how do you, what, how do you like it? What your sizing, measurements, everything. And even on their website, it clearly labels what it's made of. And they have videos and content that tells you exactly about their products and stuff. And they, they happily make it. I saw in his stories a couple of days ago, like, hey, I'm talking about suits. I love it. There's, Become super passionate about building it, and that's like the fun 
that we're talking about, Len. Speaking of, it reminded me, you know, of something that we talked about with a new episode that we're going to release with our friend Cassie. It's okay to be kind of like a black sheep. With her, um, it really reminded me of suitably. So that coming out next week, you'll hear a little bit more about it. But what John Sebastian and his brother did is they have really cool tech that can scan the body and they have a huge engineering background and that really shows in their in their suiting and you know that's one big thing that i love is just setting yourself apart no it does uh you mentioned they're combining their expertise in other fields right they're they're being creative about it they're are finding other ways and for everybody that's listening everybody's doing certain things it's it tends to be if one place is marketing in this way. Everybody marks that way and they use that and it's no diversity in that sense. It's no, true. And then at the end of the day, being a marketer myself, you know, it's bad because you're trying to build a brand. But for example, you open a store exactly the same as the store down the street. You can both sell the same things, but your prices could be better. But at the end of the day, if the other one has a sale, what makes you so different from other brand? You're going to be lower even more. You're going to play that competitive up and down game. At the end of the day, really sets you apart from the other restaurant. Like, you know, like for example, me and you and Guok were joking about, uh, we're not going to mention the names, but like two Asian restaurants opening right next to each other. Me, we were doing a Red Rocks workout. We were joking about it. We were like, <laughs> that's going to yeah. be fun. <laughs> no, no, it's funny. It's, it, it's almost like a trend thing. Hey, you open across the street. Cool. I'm going to open on the other side and I will be open later. What time you open till 10? I'm going to do it at 11. Yeah. And then customers are like, oh, that place is full. I'm going to go to the other place just because the other place is full. Oh, you don't have fried rice? I'll go to the other place just because they have fried rice. And like, it's like, it's continuous. It's like that ending cycle. But at the end of the day, when you look at your business, what are you really different in? Okay. You're adding little things, you're doing little, weeks but you know a lot of people don't really sit down and say what makes me different for example if you're doing cajun there's probably a billion other stores that do cajun you know or have a certain mix or something like that well screw all of you i'm gonna do freaking pineapple cajun it sounds weird but like, like you, you, you know like it's different real question though is pineapple cajun a thing no idea. I just made oh, that okay. up. Just, I was like, <laughs> just, oh. no. Okay. It sounds good, though. It sounds good. That's like pineapple pizza. <laughs> people, <laughs> people will hate it or people will love it. But the thing is, you did something different. Like, you thought of a dish that people are like, what the heck is that? And hey, that's how you differentiate, honestly. Even from, like, the menu down to the roots of the store, your layout, everything, you, especially the dish. You made it different on purpose, and it shows that this is different. Kind of opening up like your bag of crawfish. Let's say you order two pounds, and you're digging in, and boom, big thing of pineapple. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, or even you, the way you present it, they're like, "Oh, it's on a instead of it's you know like the typical like in a basket kind of thing." They put it in like a fishing basket. They're like, "What the heck?" It's experience, you know. You know that goes into kind of like our customer experience. How do you brand yourself that makes you really different from the other stores? Like you really have to sit down and think about it. You can't be like every single person and do the exact same thing. Oh, he 
He makes a fish just like that. He puts it on a plate. I'll put it on a plate too. Shoot. One thing better. I'll take the fish and you put it on your hand. <laughs> you do with your hands. You don't get a fork. <laughs> no, you, you, you straight here. Here's a fish. Put your hands out. <laughs> yeah, don't go that far. I, I don't know. I, I never. Hey, but it could work though. They could be like, hey, that restaurant just puts a fish in your hand. They're like, I want to go see that restaurant. That could work or you get a really bad review out of it. You know, one yeah, of those exactly. things. <laughs> exactly. It's, it, at the end of the day, it's, you know, it's like what I like to think of marketing or creating your brand. It's a strategy game. The business is a strategy game. You think at the end of the day that you want to be different. Everybody thinks that way. But honestly, really sit down and look at everybody else. And if your menu looks exactly like theirs and you, more than, for example, just an example, you have 20 services or items or whatsoever looks exactly like the other person, forget it. Yeah, you're going to get business, guaranteed. But what is stopping them from going to the other business down the street? You really have to put down that point that I am different. I will cater to you. That person will never be able to do. It's the personality within your brand. Right, like we exactly. are talking about suitably and other examples, and everybody else that's a running business is the building upon the brand. It's your personality. It's you. Uh, you are the brand now. Some people are the brand, and some are their business is that. And so, if you're talking and you're approaching everybody just like every other business, it's got to be very the uh, the same. But it's the same as communicating. If you talk to me and then you talk to somebody else and we all talk the same. You're like, well, okay, cool. I tread and a good point. another, I guess, tread, uh, which I have not found a friend that named Tret yet. So if you're listening, um, shout out to Tret. <laughs> <laughs> no worries, but it's true, right? Like your per- brand personality is important because for example, a lot of Asian stores, you come in the same, they're going to be like, Hey, come here. They'll give you that hand wave, like, come, come here. And you're like, what? Like, what's going on? Sit there, 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 there's open. Sit anywhere. And then when you go to American stores, you see that are branded really well, like bigger corporate stores, you see it differently. Yeah, sure, they'll take the same routine. They'll take you to the booth. They'll sit you down, really good brands. Build that relationship. They're trained really well to talk really well. They're not going to shower you with menu idols. Then they'll be like, hey, like, how's your day? What are we getting to eat today? And then as they're filling your cup, they're like, oh, hey, like, yeah, how are you enjoying it? Yeah, that looks good. That's going to your communication idea too that we were talking about. That's, that's important. I mean, it really is because if you're selling all the time, like people, people smell you. Yes, the selling part is the tough part. We, we, we talked about this a lot. And the business side of having your own business, running it, it comes down to making money at the end of the day. Yes, we have fun doing it. We enjoy it. We love it. We're passionate about it. But at the end of the day, we do have to make money, uh, either for yourself or you have a wife, kids. You have to make money. So, And that's where the selling comes in, and that can get very uncomfortable. And I get it. I've done sales for years, and it is not the hardcore car salesman. I, I, I know there are good car salesmen out there too, but just using it as an example, uh, they're not pushy sales. So I've never been a pushy sales and, and being 
building relationships first before making a sale. So it's that person feels differently when you go through that process and, and Paul experienced that too, as well. And that's very true. Like I think I encourage people to think about it too. A lot of the brands that you go back to, you probably haven't bought from them at some point. You just came into to whatever the store or something. And you're just like, Oh, I'm just looking. And, but they're like, yeah, that's okay. Or you look, they get to know you and they're like, well, they'll be, you don't have to buy today. I'm here to help you. When you're ready, I'm here. And you're like, oh, well, that's amazing. You're not taking something and shoving it down their throat. Like, hey, this is a luxury item. You got to get it now. Like, it's going now. It's only today. You have to get it. It's on sale. Get it now. You're not going to get a second chance. Like, and that puts pressure on them. Yeah, sure. Maybe they'll buy it. But at the end of the day, they're going to remember you for that pressure. So in the future, pretty much you just shove that relationship out the door. It's like quick, you grab in and out. Not sustainable in the long run because you're not building a client list. Yeah. So it comes down to like short-term and long-term goals, right? Like if you want to make a quick sale, let me just hammer you, get that quick sale. But that person most likely will avoid you in the future. And I've done that as a personal trainer, uh, just focused on the sales part. And that person avoided me and canceled their gym membership. That's a true story. They did did not want to, they see me and they start running, literally (laughs) go to the treadmill and start running. Like it's, so, so I got one sale out of it and they did that. Uh, on the flip side, focus on the relationship part. I was able to keep that client for years. Uh, honestly, almost five years of keeping that client. Uh, she started from zero all the way to where she's at right now. She's still working hard. So sh- uh, shout out to her. Like we, we work and I was building that relationship. So relationship first and I, we get it there's the sales pressure when you work in a sales setting because you had to meet your quota. But the, the quota kills. It really does. Like we, we both get it. We've done sales before, but at the end of the day is the relationship matters so much because if you treat people right, they're going to come back and they're going to bring not just themselves, but other people too. And a good example for me was I was doing kind of a trade show booth and then all of the people, the salespeople I bought with me, they were like, yeah, let's go do sell, 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 sell. Like that's, that was on their, you could tell it was on their mind. But then it just ticked me off. And I was just like, you guys sit here, you man the booth. And then I went and I built relationships. How do I do that? I talked to people I'm like, hey, I'm, I work for this, this, this. How are you? What are you doing? What do you have? What are you selling? What are you doing? Why are you here? And we just started a genuine conversation and then slowly it built into something. And then later on, I'm like, like, well, you, what you're doing, it sounds interesting. You know, it's a great friendship. Maybe I'll come back in the future and like, we'll grab lunch or something. And sure. And from there, we grabbed lunch. And long story short, that became a, a great business. And a sport. I was connected with the sports industry in Colorado. And that, that really helped. In my head, too, I'm thinking, question kind of slightly off. Have you ever met that client where you're know, like becoming friendship and then they start disclosing stuff that you're like, I, I do not want, I didn't want to hear about this. Like, oh, wow. yeah, you're, you're going to get that. <laughs> you're going to get that. I remember that the client I was working with, he was like, me and my wife argue all the time, blah, 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 blah. We like this, this, this. It got really deep, guys. And when I was, I was like, I'm not really a relationship counselor, but <laughs> I couldn't. For sure, help you with something else. <laughs> Sometimes you do, as everybody in the personal training field know. Like, 
it is a certain percentage of your training session is dedicated to hearing what is going on that day in their life, that weekend that they just had. It's almost a therapy session. It's funny. It's funny. Oh, yeah. Um, so I mean, don't yeah, realize it in business too. You know, I refer to this all the time. Japan and Asian countries in general actually are notorious for this. Like they don't want to do business with you. Like first, they'll take their time to get to know you, and then they'll do business. And it's such a smart way to do business because you're you're going to realize in the long run if it's going to work or not. Are you going to build a good clientele or not? Like that's the honest truth. Yeah, no, it comes down to culture. So I, I know there's companies here that adapt that method or there are that culture within their business and their organization. So yeah, that relationship is hard. So where, depending where you focus on and of course your CEO and such like that, which is a broader conversation. Oh, that's broad. Uh, it's overall, a, it's a big... there's un- discomfort all the time. Even for example, like if you're, a friend approaches you and they're like, hey, can you market for me? I'm like, how do you talk about, to them about doing discounts? You know, like, like it gets, I get it. It gets really uncomfortable. Yes, it's the uncomfortable part. At the same time, if you're a friend with somebody, you have to understand their, the work they put in behind the product they're giving to you. It's the work with understanding it. So a great example, uh, CJ, who we had on season one, right? Uh, he, he's a DJ and he, of course, has his nine to five, and, but he DJs as well. And I asked him to DJ for my uh, niece's wedding. And of course, payment too as well. We, we discussed that professionally because I understand the work that he puts in and every other DJ that puts in like their profession. This is, they came in at 1.30, didn't leave until 9.30, 10 o'clock at night. So it was a long time. The equipment they had to bring in, the practice session they had to put behind their work, the downloading and the understanding of the client's needs as songs and researching and making sure it's right for those hours. And it was straight through. He did not stop. He didn't even, I didn't see him go pee, quite honestly. Yeah, I, just, I did not see a special him. bottle. I, I don't right know. Under there. You turn I don't know. I didn't ask. <laughs> I didn't ask. I don't know. What, <laughs> but he did not leave his booth. He left once just a quick grab of some food and came right back and DJed all night. So the work that he put in and for everybody that puts in and for a friend, for the other side to understand when you're hiring a friend, understand their work that they put in. So understand that and pay them correctly for that. Yeah, and like, even if it's like not at their price, at least you gave them something for appreciation. Like you could, it's communication at the end of the day. For example, if your friend's like, no, don't pay me. I'll do it for free, but you're still appreciated. You're like, Hey, you know, I'll, let me do something for you. I'll grab you dinner. I'll do something. There's, you know, like, cause you're trying to appreciate them for your work. Show that appreciation. That's so important. Instead of just being like, okay, cool. You do it for free. All right. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. we've all encountered. And at the same time, understand what, what their needs are for their business. Uh, that's very important. You can ask them what kind of support, Hey, I understand you're not charging me for this, but what support you need from me and how can I help you? And it could be promoting the crap out of their business, telling others about their business. It, it could be in combination. You can discuss a lower rate uh, for their business or for their product and their services, but help them with another something else in addition to that. That could be one too to help somebody 
you can pay in full price. You can, but as a friend, it's harder. I don't like to charge friends. Like we mentioned full prices, but as in a support to them and for them to support back as well, you know, find a, find a happy medium. Um, yeah. And you made a good point. Like find that happy medium. Just for example, just ask, like, I get it. I've been, we've both been in this situation. For me, I've helped certain people and then they take the money and they shove it in my back pocket or my suit jacket or whatever. I'm like, don't do that. I told you I'm helping you to help you. You can help me by promoting me in some other way, helping me advertise or get another client. That's fine. So we've already met that medium. Don't force like what you want on the other person. That's yeah, and important. it could be disrespectful. Some people just yeah. really just want to help you. They take money. You give them the money as a form of disrespect in a way of not appreciating their help. They mm-hmm. do take that too. And for certainly, I, I, I'm not one of those people. I wouldn't shove money down your pockets. Oh, no, no it's not uh, you. I, I it's no, not no, you. no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah. but helping somebody like that and so helping your friends and having a conversation with them about money is very difficult. I would recommend, highly recommend FaceTiming them if you can't see them in person. Zoom meeting over text is tougher because you can't tell the tone. Over the phone, it's better, but you can't see the body language and reaction because uh, it, it will get a little uncomfortable because now you're moving into the other end because you're a friend and now you're going beyond that because now you're reaching the business side, which can get really uncomfortable as we, uh, you hear more ne- next week coming out with Cassie and understanding her process of doing that with clients. Um, It'd be very straightforward. I think that's the biggest idea. Like ideas, like talk to them as like a friend. Like it'd be like, Hey, Hey, Hey friend, like here's my, my list in like of things. <laughs> yeah and <laughs> this is how i charge it reminds me of something that annoys me that people do not friends and but just people in general they'll start small talk way too early for example we'll, we'll do like a quick kind of example of what not to do hey Trent, how are you i'm good how are you what do you like i don't like anything really how's your day it's pretty bad Hey, by the way, um, since we're talking, do you want to buy my <laughs> my my car that I'm selling? Oh, absolutely! <laughs> like, since I'm having a bad day and I don't really like anything, I would love to buy your car. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly. Not not what to, to to do. Like, honestly, if they're having a bad day, I would just like, hey, let's sit down and talk about your bad day. What's going on? Yeah, and how could this car make your bad day go away? We'll talk about that later when you're ready. <laughs> <laughs> No, and but that's, that's honest what I would do. We'll talk about it later. Situations where like you could tell when your client is pissed off, I would sit down and be like, you're not in the mood to talk today, are you? And it's like, no. What's going on? Like, just talk to them genuinely. It's like, sorry, I wasted your time. Like, no, you didn't. It's fine. Yeah. I'm here for you too. You know, we're, like it's not about, just about me taking your money. I'm here to build a relationship with you. Yeah, no. And, and that's a great point because I can relate being in a personal trainer for years uh, at the old business. So some clients will meet out at 5, 4.45 a.m. 
So we're meeting there, and if they come in having a rough night, they couldn't sleep, and you can tell right off the bat that they're not into the workout. They can go home. Don't charge them for the session. I haven't. I didn't charge my client for that session. Um, so that way he can go home and do what he has to do. At the same time, it gives me time off in the morning, and I'll go do what I need to do. <laughs> <That Exactly. time. laughs> it's five a.m. It's a little rough sometimes, so it works out for both of us. But mm-hmm. the point is. That relationship carries over. That small act of kindness does carry over. You'll, you'll hear it more in the episode coming out, as Tret said, but just be really straightforward. When you communicate, be really straightforward. Get to the point, guys. Like, really, like, set up the meeting. Be like, this is a business meeting. Ask, sure, you can, if you're close friends, you can ask how you are and so forth. But if it's like, it goes into business, business, you're trying to sell product or obtain each other's services, sit down, be straightforward, be like, okay, let's go to the business side. This is my prices. This is what I do. This is what I can offer. How, how does your budget look? What Peter's saying, how you go about being straightforward. So it's not like, here's my prices, dude. Can't look at it, it bro. <laughs> yeah, so it's how you approach that too as well. Yeah. Being straightforward is correct. It's just being honest and open and yeah. allowing them to be honest to and open. Um, and that's the straightforward Peter's was mentioning. So don't go in and be a, I, I don't know. You just don't go in and <laughs> be. So there's a different interpretation of being straightforward. I've seen both sides and I understand what Peter's saying. So, yeah. Like we tried to say, it's not about the ego straightforward, like, but it's more like the humble, you come in kindness, like, Hey, you know, to be honest with you, this is what I charge. Let's work something out. What are you looking for? Let's cater it to you. How can I help you? Yeah. And he's just really going into the meeting with that goal. They're going into the meeting with that goal. Yeah. Of learning yeah. about each other's products. Yeah. And, and it's okay if you don't reach something that day. That's the most important thing. With uh, really, great point. With, with great communication. Because I think a lot of people do that. They're like, well, we, are, we have an hour. We have two hours. We have today. Whatever, how much time we have. We got to finish it today. And you know, I'm like, no, you don't. If you want to build something good, you're not going to build it in a day. It's going to take time. Yeah. It's going to it'll, take days. It'll take multiple interaction to have that client or to build a relationship. I'm sorry. Because typically it will take up to almost five interactions just to get to the sales point and what Peter's mentioning right now. And then once you get to that point, there will be more conversation based on what your needs are. And it's okay. It's okay to be like, hey, I'm. Cool. I think we have a lot of information today that we need to digest. Can we resume tomorrow? I, I want to build the best product I can for you. And of course, ask the client for their time frame. If they're working with a really short time frame and you can't really, at the end of the day, you can't work with it and you can't be of service and be it correctly and help them. And then it might be time to say, I'm sorry, I can't provide you in that time, time frame. I could suggest somebody else that can help you in this sense. It's yeah. okay too. Yeah, that's a good point too. It's okay to say no to, to any client. It's so important because I think a lot of times we're scared of saying no, like, oh, I can't help you, but we'll lose a client or we'll lose a friendship or whatever, lose, we'll lose something. But honestly, you're not losing or gaining anything. That's the honest truth. Like if you can't do it, just say like, you know, honestly, different reasons we don't click business wise we don't feel 
like the time frames right, your budget isn't enough, whatever the reason it is, it's okay to say no. It's rather be honest in the beginning than in the future you run into like bigger problems. You're like, crap, my, my budget is limited or my budget is like not working. Yeah, is it setting that expectations and addressing it early? That's where the uncomfortableness. And it's like we mentioned all along, we were shooting for long term. So not for short term, short term. I don't know. Short term. Got you, man. Not for short, <laughs> short term gains. Uh, so, but that, that's is what we have. We, we, we broke down today doing what's the most important for your brand. It's okay to be black sheep. And a brand of relationships, friend, and not a salesperson. And you can put the salesperson in the quotations. Yeah, so in quotations, very true. Hey, if you, and that's, I think that's probably like the biggest point we have, like is build your brand, make sure you have the best product. But at the same time, if you have to sit down with the client, just as an example, eat with them, do it. Like really, like doesn't matter. If you're going to drink with them, drink with them. Like building that relationship like serious, like real talk. And if you don't make a good sale, you don't make a good sale. It's not about the sales at the end of the day. Yes, it's important. Don't get, don't get us wrong. But building that relationship first is going to give you, I guess the term is return, that bigger return of investment in the future. That's more valuable than money. Yeah, because that client's, that referral game, mm-hmm. it will get you. It will definitely helps you build that business or it could, really deflate your business if you get a bad review mm-hmm. most definitely and for everybody who's listening thank you so much uh if you have any questions on these regarding marketing definitely reach out to peter you can reach out to me too but then i'll refer you to peter anyway <laughs> if you have questions well, you can reach out to Trent for communication because this has a huge communication chunk and every business needs it to be honest absolutely because- I've seen many uh, businesses that cannot communicate. Perfect. I appreciate that, Peter. Uh, and like I said, if you reach out to me to marketing, I would just push you to Peter anyway. So I'll reach out to Peter. Communication <laughs> to Tret. <laughs> I'll push communication to Tret. <laughs> <laughs> but make sure to make sure to follow, rate, subscribe to Hangout Talks on all your listening channels. Make sure to follow us on Instagram too as well. Join us on our journey and we'll join you as well. My name is Tret. I'm from Mr. Good underscore all. And my name is Peter. I'm from Peter underscore the suited marketer. Find us on Instagram. Thank you so much, everybody. Hey, we'll see everybody real soon. So 21, don't forget to tune in, guys. Big, big talk. It's, it's always a big talk. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Bigger talk. Bigger. Yeah, there we go. We're going bigger. Bigger talk next week. <laughs> all right. We'll see you soon. Yeah.